0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 224 with Lindsay Young. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Lindsay back on the show today for this four-part series. If you missed the past two weeks, make sure to listen to them. The first one we did with Melissa Sharp, and we talked about mental health and how the pandemic has been really challenging um, for those of us, you know, just being isolated and lonely and what that has looked like. And then last week I had Heidi McLaughlin on to talk about grieving. And for some of you, you might be thinking, well, I didn't really lose someone, but just with the pandemic and the lockdown in itself, plans changed, things changed. And to some form, we probably had to grieve something. So make sure to tune into the episode. Even if you didn't lose someone, I think it would be highly beneficial. Um, This week, I wanted to talk to Lindsay because not only did she relocate nine months before the lockdown, um, she also just talks about how to take care of ourselves and why self-care is so important. And I think it's super easy when we're kind of just doing the same old habit every day. It feels like Groundhog's Day to kind of just think, well, you know what? I don't really need to worry about this stuff. But you would be surprised how a routine in regards to self-care makes the biggest difference in feeling your best self and i think this all you know kind of goes along with loneliness and just feeling like you're just kind of out of touch and you know you're by yourself and maybe you're not feeling connected but i think if we can take care of ourselves first then we will have more energy to think about connecting with others and um one story that i just really liked about Lindsay, as she was saying, if I would have known there was going to be a pandemic and a lockdown, I probably would have handled the nine months leading up to it differently because she had moved. She was working on her business and focusing on that. And she had said that, yeah, if I would have known this was going to happen, I probably would have thought about building friendships and figuring out how to be more connected. And I just think this is such a great opportunity to think about how connected are you today and not to wait till tomorrow um, to reach out to that person or to wait for someone to reach out to you. And so I hope this episode inspires you to reach out, you know, connect with someone, connect with your friends, make new friends wherever you're at, and start building that community, even though it's not ideal and it's not perfect right now. But I think that you will appreciate it and thank yourself later on. All right, you guys, let's head to the show. Okay. So Lindsay, before we jump into the icebreaker, I wanted to kind of talk about something exciting and fun. It is my birthday week. So this show airs on Tuesday and my birthday was yesterday. And so I'm kind of a person who likes to just celebrate all week. My husband kind of, you know, makes fun of me for that. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's my birthday week. So you guys are going to benefit from this. Um, but I wanted to tell you, if you guys have not heard Lindsay and I talk, um, Before this episode. She's been on the show a couple times and we have many things in common. And one of the things that I had her come on the show for the COVID series last spring is to talk about taking care of ourselves and um, what to do about gut health and why sleep is so important and really coming up with daily routines and habits. So one of the things that are a big, you know, a big deal in our lives are what are we putting on our skin? It's the biggest organ that we have. And Lindsay and I are both partnered up with beauty counter. And so I want to do a giveaway on the charcoal mask. So Lindsay, how about you share with us why you love the charcoal mask?
1: Oh yes. Okay. So the charcoal mask is one of my very favorite beauty counter products. It's one of their hero products that's been around for so many years. It was one of the very first products I used with beauty counter and what I love about it is it's great for all skin types, whether you're a teenager, whether you have aging skin like myself, um, it, is, <laughs> it has activated charcoal in it, and that literally pulls dirt and grime to the surface of your skin without being overly irritating. So when you put the charcoal mask on, if you've ever seen a charcoal mask, it applies oh, really dark gray, yes. and then mm-hmm. as it starts to dry, you literally see the colors change. Yes. as like impurities and oil is coming to the surface of the skin. And there are a lot of things we do for ourselves that we don't always get that satisfaction of <laughs> seeing immediate results, but with the charcoal mask, you can literally see it working in front of your eyes. And it's part of my weekly routine. It's something that I work in just in overall wanting to take care of my skin for the long term. So I'm so excited that you're giving it away to one of your listeners and one of your followers on Instagram, because I know that that is, that's just an amazing giveaway and something they'll truly, truly benefit from.
0: Yeah, I was going to say to you, when you put the mask on and then you leave it on, by the time it starts to dry up, I see all my pores mainly in my chin, nose, and part of my forehead. Is that where you see it too? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And it's so (laughs) gross. It's gross and satisfying. You're like, oh my gosh. like. I'm like, uh, I I don't even want to see like what's coming out of this. But um, I wanted to give this product away because like you said, everyone can use it. I think it's so great and it's not hard on your skin. And one of the reasons why I partnered up with Beauty Counter, you guys, I've talked about products that I love in the past. And one of the things that I really pay attention to is clean products and non-toxic. And that is what Beauty Counter is all about. And here's the thing. It's not just about being clean. It is also effective. And so I wanted to share with you guys that I have bought um, a lot of samples. So I have charcoal samples. Um, They have a peel. What is the peel's exact name again? The Overnight Resurfacing Peel. Okay. That is one of my favorite products. And then also um, there's a vitamin C serum. And that too. I absolutely love. So I got samples because I have a feeling you guys are going to want to try this. So, if you don't win the charcoal mask, I want you to know that you're not going to leave empty-handed. Um you will get a sample. I will I will follow up with you and I will see what you want um out of my samples. So don't feel like, you know, you didn't you didn't get anything. And so I'm super excited. So, what is one of your favorite um, you know, out of those three, what is your favorite product? What would you say? Oh
1: my goodness that you're putting me in an impossible situation. I know. <laughs> the the Albright <laughs> C serum, the vitamin C serum, yes. is kind of the daytime yes. BFF of the overnight resurfacing peel. Exactly. So those two products in tandem work so well together. And like you said, I mean, the, I feel like what the advantage that beauty counter has over all of the other clean beauty brands is the extreme level of safety testing that they do the extensive research that goes into the products and the way that they're formulated. And there are a lot of brands out there that have clean ingredients and have organic products, but they're not as effective. And that's where Beauty Counter is really leading the charge in that, yes, the safety is there. There are over 1,800 ingredients that are in products that you can buy on a store shelf. Like This just blows me away that the European Union has banned nearly 1,400 ingredients from cosmetics and personal care products in Europe that we allow in our products here in the U.S., So, and Beauty Counter goes above and beyond that. So, they've got the safety aspect really dialed in, but the products also perform really well. And that was something that in my search for cleaner products, once I started to realize, like, oh my goodness, like you said, your skin is your largest organ and it only takes 26 seconds for the products you put on your skin to be absorbed into your bloodstream. And these, like we've got decades of studies that indicate that there are serious health issues like cancer and hormonal imbalance and infertility and autism and allergies that are on the rise and due in some part to our ongoing exposure to toxic chemicals. So just knowing that I'm doing that one thing, right? Like there's so much in our lives that we're not in control of, right? Right. I think we can look at this last year and see that. yeah, yep. (laughs) But there are things like what we put on our skin that we are in control of. And if you, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that I also, like I want the products to be good quality and to- to be healthy for me, but I also want them to work. (laughs) I also want them to be improving my skin. Yes. So that's what I just love about beauty counter is it has, they've really just struck that balance of being safe yet extremely effective. Exactly. And you know, even so with the three products we're talking about,
0: like I said, with the mask, you can see what it's doing by the, not even by the time you're done with, Uh, the mask. And before you wash it off, you can already tell like minutes in what it's doing. And that's what I think is so amazing. And then with the C and the peel, I'm telling you the next day. So when you're using the peel, you put that on at night you wake up, your skin is glowing. Same thing with Mm -hmm. the vitamin C. You put that on before your moisturizer, your skin is glowing the the whole day. And I'll tell you, I've gone to estheticians and done peels, not aggressive peels where your face looks like a pizza. Um, (laughs) But um, I've done a peel and I'll tell you that this peel to me, I don't feel like I need to go to have a peel done in a salon or a spot or anything like that. I think this is how great it is. And that's what's so exciting. And it's not super harsh. Like it's not stinging your skin and you don't have to have any downtime. So that is why I wanted to get the samples to give to you guys. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm building back my Instagram. I've talked about this on the past couple episodes that I had to move my Instagram, um, from Amber Sandberg to mom inspired living, just because I cannot fully access the other one. And so what I'm going to do is Tuesday, January 26th, when this episode airs, I'm going to post and I'm going to do a post on the charcoal mask giveaway. All you have to do is drop an emoji in the comments and you um, will get put into uh, for an entry. And that way I also build my Instagram because I miss you guys. Like if you're, you're sending me messages, I can't even access my DMS, which let me tell you, Lindsay, that is beyond frustrating. I have no idea how many people have reached out to me. And so I miss you guys. I was really holding out that I could get back. And so I'm just having to start over. Um, So this would also really help me. But really, I want to just celebrate my birthday. I want to do something fun. Um, This month has been a little bit uh, crazy so far, you know, as we enter into 2021. So I'm all about, let's have a good time. Let's take care of our skin, You know, let's do some girly (laughs) things. So um, if you want a chance to win this, make sure you drop an emoji in the comments and I will pick the winner the following Monday, which I do not know that date off the top of my head. So I will start this January 26th and then pick the winner on that following Monday. So make sure to enter to win. Um, Lindsay, is there anything else that you want to add about beauty counter that I might've missed before we go
1: on? I think that you really summed it up quite nicely. And I'm so excited for whichever lucky listener is going to win the charcoal mask. Awesome. All right. Now let's get to that icebreaker.
0: Hey, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming back on the show today.
1: Thanks for having me, Amber. I love being here with you. It's always so
0: much fun. And the last time we were talking, it was during the COVID series. And here we are still in COVID and <laughs> doing a different kind of series. So um, I love asking icebreaker tra- um, questions. And it's normally on travel because I'm a travel agent. However, we all know people are not <laughs> traveling like they used to. So I'm going to take a little break on that. And yeah. Um, Ask a different kind of question um, in regards to 2020. So, what is something that you have learned about yourself or something that you've just had to really embrace this year?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. I have begrudgingly embraced surrender in this last year, and it really has not been pretty. Um, And I, you know, I had to take my well thought out and reasonable plans and expectations for the year, Um, like, for example, I have been. My youngest is in kindergarten this year, so I have been looking forward for the last six years of having all my kids in school full time, like two of them at the same school for the first time ever. Understandable. Right? Like that was, like, this was <laughs> supposed to be my year, <laughs> and I've had to surrender that. And of all things, now like we're we're homeschooling. We're not even doing virtual school. Like all of my plans got really turned upside down. Yeah. Um. And you know, just trying to. I, am, I imagine a toddler, you know, when you have a toddler that's like holding onto an item so tightly yes. and you're trying to like pry it out of their fingers mm-hmm. and you finally get it out and they just fall to the floor in this huge tantrum. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's how I have been this year. Like yes. with my plans have like just ripped like violently out oh, of sure. my hands and the tantrums and the meltdowns that I've had, but <laughs> <laughs> As I have, you know, come around to to embracing surrender and really seeing the beauty in being fluid and yes. allowing God to bring in new visions and new callings and growing these in ways like I had all sorts of ideas about how I wanted to grow this year. And it's been in a lot of ways that I didn't expect. And that surrender definitely does not mean just throwing in the towel and giving up. But to me, surrender has meant taking the commitments that I had and the drive that I had and being willing to redirect that and keep moving forward with consistency, even though I don't really see clearly what that path forward looks like.
0: Yeah, I totally understand. So This year was supposed to be my biggest year um, travel-wise for travel business, and I already had the trips planned. And so um, it was really hard because I had to cancel those. So I had to do a lot of work um, to plan and cancel to make zero. And so um, that was really challenging. And my personality loves to plan. like I just love planning and and thinking ahead and anticipating. And um, man, I have had to learn, you better not plan because if you want to be disappointed, you go ahead and plan. <laughs> oh. And um, I mean, it's crazy because the girls are in school and thank goodness for that. Cause my first grader, she really needed a first grader, t- first grade teacher to teach her how to read. Like that is mm-hmm. not my strength whatsoever. Like she has excelled going back to school. I cannot even tell you, I'm thinking, this is exactly why I didn't sign up for homeschool. I might like, because look how she's thriving. And so <laughs> Oh, that's so great. Yeah, and so um and I I realized not everybody can do that, not everybody can has has the choice to even go back. Like there's not even that option. Some people just don't feel like it's safe enough for them and all that stuff. So everybody is in a different boat um if they want to or if they don't want to be, but with them going into school there is the risk that they could be in close contact and they could be home. And I've had to go through that. So luckily they have not gotten COVID. Um, But again, it goes back to the whole planning something. I literally planned a doctor's appointment and I'm not even joking. Like less than a week later, the girls had to go remote because so many teachers were getting Mm -hmm. COVID. And so they couldn't be teaching. And so they had to take, do two days remote before Thanksgiving break. And I was, I was thinking to myself, I just, I just booked this doctor appointment. Like, I mean, what in the world? Like, I can't even like, this is not even a fun thing that I'm trying to do. I'm just kind of like, and um, so, yeah. So like all these things that I noticed, Um, I, I told my husband, I said, listen, like we need to go to lunch. Like, and we can't like think we're going to go to lunch next week. Like, no, it needs to happen because the girls at any moment, they could come home from school and we get a phone call and they say, they need to quarantine or we're going remote. And I'm not even kidding. This almost happened to me. We were leaving. I said, I said he wanted to go out on a Wednesday and it was a Monday. I said, no, we need to go today. (laughs) Wednesday is not guaranteed. (laughs) Okay. I'm talking to you about like, I love planning a year out. I can't even plan two days out. And so as we are walking out the door, the nurse calls and says, so, you know, there might've been a close contact. So starting tomorrow, um, you know, Serena's going to have to be quarantined and the whole class is going to be quarantined. I said to Tad, we almost lost this lunch opportunity as we were walking out the door. Oh my God. (laughs) Like, I'm not even exaggerating. I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like So I think for me, I've had to really learn how to pivot and shift and adjust. And it's not easy. Like, kind of like what you're saying with a tantrum, there are days that I just... I just get mad. I'm just kind of like, I'm done. I'm done adjusting. I'm done pivoting. I'm I'm over it. I just kind of want to plan and just kind of know that things are most likely gonna go that way. But you know, that's life, right? We we really we don't we don't have the control we kind of thought we did. Um, and we're now it's really obvious. And so um yeah, so that's been challenging for me. So I totally understand when you're talking about surrender, but then you're also like acting like a toddler. Totally. (laughs) There are times that I'm like, Oh, I'm not proud of myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. So Lindsay, um, for those listeners that have not heard you on the show before, um, go ahead and just share your full name um, with us where you live, how many kids you have and their ages.
1: Yeah, so my name is Lindsay Young, and I'm a certified transformational nutrition coach and a certified strength and conditioning specialist. My family lives just outside of Boise, Idaho. We moved here during the summer of 2019. So we haven't been here too long. Um, I married my husband um, works in fraud software, which is kind of interesting. And then we've got three kids. Mm. My oldest is he just turned 13. And then I have a daughter who's eight, and then a son who's five.
0: Yeah. So going back to your whole kindergarten experience, that's kind of how Mm -hmm. I felt when um, the kids, um, you know, had to come home in March last year. And I was like, I didn't even get a full year of kindergarten. I'm like, I just got <laughs> gypped. Like, what is wrong with this? So I really feel for you that you're not even starting out your kindergarten year that way. So um, I feel like probably so many moms are experiencing that. And again, having to surrender and uh, and letting that go. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to have you on um, with the series uh, just because uh, one thing that stood out to me and you and I had talked about this before is, um, you had moved from California. And so for everyone that missed Lindsay, um, she was on my COVID series. I do not know that episode off the top of my head. I will put that link in the show notes. Um, but we talked about, um, kind of just keeping ourselves healthy and, um, you know, keep our immune system up and all that kind of stuff during COVID. And, um, you had mentioned that you had moved. And so, I would imagine that is challenging. Moving in itself is challenging, trying to find new friends, but how has that been for you in regards to building the community, maintaining the friends that you did build before we had to kind of shut down? Um, And what have you learned during um, that timeframe in regards to that?
1: Yeah. And we had been here um, about nine months when the shutdown happened. And if I had known, if I had known in advance like hey, you've got 9 months of work to put in here yes. to get ready for something like right. that, I probably would have gone about things differently, but I mean when we moved, it was on on the heels of what we thought at that point was the craziest year of our lives and we moved and I jumped right into, I mean all of my client work is done online and done through Zoom and mm-hmm. Skype and um you know and I was I was jumping right back into my business and I, I really didn't I didn't put a lot of effort into relationships mm-hmm. here. Like I would have if I'd known that, hey, nine months from now, you're gonna be shut down and and really have those feelings of isolation and loneliness compounded because our friendships here were so new. And we yeah. were, you no, know, we were still kind of building our tribe, and we didn't feel like there was this sense of urgency. And we'd been away from California long enough that, you know those friendships had shifted away from that day-to-day check-ins, right? right. With those people that you're kind of talking to yep. every day. So it was, you know, like I would normally see moms at school pick up every day, and we would chat for a few minutes. But the shutdown happened so fast that it was like, "You didn't oh even my get the goodbyes. I, I know exactly. I don't <laughs> even have that mom's phone number. Like I, you know, <laughs> these are people that I say hi to every day, and now yes. suddenly, like, I realized, wow, we weren't we weren't really that good of friends. If I don't even <laughs> How to get in touch with them. Right. Um, so it was it was definitely, I mean, it still in some ways has been a great season of loneliness and grieving my own expectations of what I thought our move here would look like and the hopes that I had for my kids and the the things that they would get involved with and the friendships that they would form. But it's been a really good lesson, I think, for me in personal responsibility, because I think we always have that place where it's easy to place blame on circumstances or others and not look inward at what we really can be doing for our part. And um, one of the things that I use, are you familiar with Val Warner and her yearly prayer journal? Oh, no. What did you say? Val? That? Like V-A-L? Now, yeah, V-A-L. She has oh, no beautiful yearly prayer journal that i've been using for the last year and one of the so it leads you through monthly prompts in your prayers and one of the things i love about it is this space to pray for your friends and that act of sitting down every month i mean really like you're supposed to be using it every day to kind of guide you through but so having that to reference and having that as a discipline every month of writing down my friends' names and specifically what I'm praying for them for really has been a helpful way to like, to spur me and encourage me to reach out to people every single
0: month. Yeah
1: like there are friends that I'm like oh my gosh I cannot believe that 4 weeks has gone by and yes. I've not got to them and I've not talked to them or called them and so just having that as a discipline every month has been really helpful in maintaining some of those friendships because I'm reminded of exactly where they're at in this season and it really forces me to to reach out to them and Reminding myself that friendships, while we think they're going to be 50 50, where both parties are putting in equal effort, you know, there have been seasons of COVID where I've been struggling more. And there have been seasons where I've been the encourager and have been helping other people who have been struggling more. And there are times where you have to take personal Mm -hmm. responsibility and maybe you have to go 90% and go all the way there in making sure that you stay connected with people.
0: Yeah, Uh, so true. So,
1: even though, you know, I've definitely like, I'm super introverted. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the idea of staying home for nine months, isn't that terrible to me, (laughs) but there is a loneliness that has set in from a lack of connection.
0: That's what I was saying to um, the other women during the season um, or the series, but about this season of life is that Mm. some people might not even realize that they're feeling lonely because they're with their family. So obviously the people that are single and living by themselves, that's obvious where the loneliness sets in. But when you're a mom and the house is chaotic and you're with people all the time and you're just going to lose your marbles because you're just kind of like, I need a moment to myself. Um, it's hard mm-hmm. to think like, how could you actually be lonely? But you could be lonely for the connection of, of friendships and other women. And, um, and I don't, I don't even know if people or women would actually recognize that they may feel sad or down and they can't pinpoint what is it exactly. And it highly could be loneliness. And, um, I, I, I said this on an, on another episode and, I remember someone saying to me, like I had said something, and they're like, "Oh, it it sounds like you're lonely." And I just thought, I can't even go to the bathroom by myself. Like, (laughs) how am I lonely? And this is not during COVID. Okay, this is just having younger kids at the time. I don't know how long ago this was. And I just thought, like, that's so crazy. I'm like, how would I be lonely when I can't even get a moment to myself? And I would see little fingers under the door of the bathroom. I'm like. (laughs) I'm not lonely, but I kind of understood what she meant. And so I think that's why I wanted to do the series um, because I think it's not as obvious as what people think it is, especially mm-hmm. when you are with the kids all the time, homeschooling and all that. And, and really there could be a time that you really are just like, I just want to like do whatever I want to do. I want to watch Netflix and I want no one to talk to me or i want to read a book or i want to do this with no one um but yes you do want that but then there is i think also this longing to feel connected to people other than just your husband and your children like just having that connection with other women women understanding women you know and and those yeah. those things that women experience and so um that's kind of what stood out to me in regards to the loneliness and stuff like that and Also, you are the fourth person to say that we need to reach out and that we can't just sit back and be like, is everybody going to reach out to us? So I find it quite fascinating that four people have said this, all different personalities. You guys live all in different areas and you all are saying the same thing. So the lesson here is that I don't know. There may be people that a lot of people reach out to them, possibly, and they don't have to do as much. And maybe they have a lot of connections that those personalities that they're friends with will do a lot of the work. That's cool. But I think, I think. In most scenarios, I think it's similar to what you're saying and the whole 50-50. I've experienced that with my life in general. That sometimes I just feel like Mm -hmm. I follow up a lot more. I um, don't take forever to text back and all these kind of things. And it's been hard over the years because it's like, okay, do I care more? Like, why, why am I in this like relationship? And I do think you have to have boundaries. Um Mm -hmm. but like you said, it's kind of like marriage. You're never going to be 50-50. It's going to be (laughs) give or take. And I remember our um, pastor, when we were getting married, he told us that he's like, you're going to think that you're doing more and the other person's going to think they're doing more too. And so, and that's never really going to be the case. You guys are never going to be doing 50 50. And so um, it's kind of like that with friendships. And so mm-hmm. I'm glad that you kind of mentioned that. And that's such a great way to use that journal. So it's by Val Warner and what's the name of it again, Lindsay? It's
1: called the yearly prayer journal.
0: Okay. Yeah. Her business
1: is Val Marie paper. Oh, Val Marie paper. Okay. And I'll put yes, that in the show I think notes. that would be her business name. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's beautiful. It makes a great gift too.
0: That's what <laughs> I was thinking, especially here. We are going
1: into a new year,
0: right? Starting the new year yeah. and just kind of challenging everybody. Um, now that I think about it though, this is going to air in January, but you can still get it. And um, I think totally. it's great, but um, I think that's really a, an amazing gift to be intentional. And it, it does make you think about friends and stuff like that. And Um, So I'm glad that you said that, that you kind of realized like you had to reach out, you know, and that you might be doing 90%, you know, and um, the thing that has been a common theme is that I think too, people, when you reach out to them they may be like, oh my gosh, I so needed this. Like you have no Mm -hmm. idea, right? And then you Mm -hmm. just completely bless them, even though you might've been feeling like, well, why are you not reaching out to me? Well, they may be having a harder time than you, even if you're having a hard time, right? So um, I think that's just so good. And one of the other things that I wanted to ask you Also, I do love that you're like, hmm, if I would have known um, for like that nine months, I would have handled this a lot different. It's kind of like a pregnancy, right? Yeah. (laughs) I would have known what to do if if I knew the baby was coming. And so um, that you would have really built those friendships and maybe you're not poured so much into work. But I think it's so easy to think that the friendships will always be there. I just think that's just in general um, how it goes. And, you know, you got to keep the businesses alive. You make money and all this kind of stuff. And you can't just like let that completely go. Um, and so that's such an interesting point. And I think if we can kind of just go about things in general, like we're going to go into a lockdown, I think that kind of keeps us like so much more intentional with our friendships and, you know, nurturing them and, and keeping them alive. And so I think that's a good point. Um, one thing though, I did want to ask you with, um, this year, besides you moving, um, what would you say, um, what has been the hardest, though, in regards to your family um, with during the lockdown?
1: Mm, I think having, you know, I have two little ones that are five and eight. Yep. And kids in general are pretty resilient. But I feel like especially their ages and personalities, like they just go with the flow and they're pretty lighthearted. But having a teenager has oh, I been can't imagine. No. a very different experience. Yes. And, Especially, you know, I mean, have, like he was in sixth grade, which is a, an awkward time of life, and yep. just started at a brand new school in a brand new state, and his friendships too were were baby friendships, and you know, it's so weird. Like with middle schoolers, I mean, do you plan them a play date? Do no. you? I mean, <laughs> yeah, with my five-year-old, weird. if I yeah, if I put him at a park with another child his age, like they're instantly <laughs> best friends. But <laughs> with the teenagers, it's a little. Weirder to coordinate friendships yes, for yeah, them, right? So I think that I mean that's what has kind of grieved my mom heart has been just wondering, you know, kind of what's going on inside of his little mind and what he's missed out on since all of this. Yeah. I think probably from a family standpoint, been the hardest part.
0: Yeah, and I think too, as a mom, I think we do take on that, and so you have all of your stuff that you're thinking about, and then you're thinking about all the kids and emotionally what they're going through and what they're missing out. So then it's kind of a sadness that kind of falls on your shoulder, I think, just as a mother. And um and then so you have that and then you have your own stuff. And so it's it's easy when you look at it that way to just kind of feel like you're sinking. And so and that's where I do think it's so important to have friends, um, so that you can hear them saying the same thing or or give you ideas, like if someone is really good at um, getting out of that sinkhole to be like, This is mm-hmm. what I've been doing and stuff like that. So, um, before we move on to the next question, um in regards to so obviously you felt like, oh, man, I would have handled this a little bit different if I would have known for you, what do you feel like um it shows up? in regards to loneliness, um, especially because you're introverted, right? So as an extrovert, it seems obvious. They're just kind of like, I just need to be around a lot of people. Um, and introverts may, it may be like, oh, this might be a heaven for them. But yeah, to a certain point, I mean, with anything, if it's, there's too much, I mean, it, it, it's it's not fun, right? You could eat a ton yeah. of cake and you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> okay. You get through the whole cake and now you want to throw up. Okay. So yeah. um, for you, what do you feel like was the hardest part in regards to loneliness?
1: Well, one thing I've noticed with myself and also with a lot of my clients is seeing some of that loneliness, what you were saying before about not really being able to put your finger on the fact that it's loneliness, but Mm -hmm. seeing it um, come out almost in forms of like lacking the desire to have self-care. Mm. and i've seen yeah. that with a lot of my clients where they're thinking they're telling me about the the goals that they have and the things they want to change with their health and just a pure lack of desire to move forward and to mm. actually take action wow and i think that's been a really interesting observation like why can i not just do the things that i say that are important to me or that i really want to do like why can i not take action in that and doing a little digging with them. It's really been interesting to uncover how, you know, this, uh, the accumulation of everything that we've gone through this year that has resulted in a lot of this isolation and loneliness that there is, it it really, it it zaps us of a lot of our motivation.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of Inside Out and I'm totally blanking on the color. She's blue. She's not the color. She's blue. And I forget her her name because Joy is green. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen Inside Out?
1: I have and I can't
0: remember that I know name so blue. Either. <laughs> and she just drags like her arm along all the memory balls and then makes them blue which is like making them sad and I feel I like as you're saying this about um you don't want to take showers or take care of yourself enjoys <laughs> like pulling the blue character along and, and and trying to keep her from stop touching all the memory balls but she's just yeah. so like mopey and just kind of like what does it matter who cares and I can see how that would happen right because you're not going going anywhere it's like why does it matter if i get out of my pajamas like no one's going to see me and i heard someone talk about this recently and i didn't ever thought about this um that when um for her she had depression and she's noticed with people with other depression or who have depression and um even taking a shower can be a big deal that it, yeah. it's the whole self care which i never really thought about but i'm like i guess that's true that if you're in that state and you're kind of like I'm sad, whatever. I don't even want to take a shower. Um, that's kind of like an indicator to, you know, you might need to kind of check in with yourself to be like, wait a minute, why am I not even doing this very basic thing to take care of myself? So I'm glad that you said that because I don't know if people would necessarily connect those
1: dots. Yeah. And I think that if you can develop I know for me, something that's been really helpful has been getting some of those basic aspects of self care in a routine state. Yeah. Right. Like if I look at the day and I'm like, I have the whole day to work out, I could work out before lunch, I could work out when we finish school, I could work out in the evening. But if I have that as part of the routine, like I wake up, I have my quiet time, I work out, I eat a healthy breakfast, I take a shower and wash my face. Like if I just have that as part of the routine and that's, I don't have to think about it. I'm not having that. Negotiation going on yes. inside of my head. Like, well, maybe yep. I'll take the shower later. And well, maybe I'll just shower before bed. <laughs> and then it or, never well, happens. now it's bedtime. Like, <laughs> I might as well shower tomorrow. Right. Exactly. Like, I just take the negotiation out of it. And it's just, okay, this is what I do. This is the pattern. This is the habit. And it is amazing how grounding that is. Just those little acts of self care. They're not huge things. It's not yeah. like I went to CrossFit for an hour and, you know, did yeah. this huge thing. It's okay. I, I just did those basic acts of self-care that I really do think now that this has stretched into months and months, it's not just how do we survive this short period of time? We really have to have this long-term strategy.
0: Yeah. And I find for me, if I kind of have like time frames, I like a range, um, that really helps me. Like if I know like, okay, I need to, um, work out by nine to nine 30. It, it gives me, an idea to shoot for. So if I'm working on something, I don't feel like I need to get up right that moment, like if I'm doing stuff for the podcast. Um, but then I know if it's starting to get close to that time, then I do need to start getting ready as if I'm leaving to go somewhere. And so like you said, because otherwise, it's now two o'clock and you haven't worked out. And then you're kind of like, I don't I don't really know. Like, I don't know if yeah. I work out now. So it's done. So I agree. I do think the routine makes such a huge difference. And I know that people hear this all the time. So, yeah. um, but I do think it makes such a big deal and it doesn't cost anything. It's super simple. Um, but I know sometimes it can be so challenging. So if you can do it, I think it makes your life so much easier. And then you just feel better about yourself because you're like, Oh, I kind of followed that routine. And then it makes you feel good. So, um, we're, we're close to the end. So I wanted to ask you, Lindsay, this question. I've asked all my guests this question and, um, Um, It pertains to friendships and staying connected. And I'm loving asking this question because I just want to hear other people's um, take on it and so that other people can either hear the person's response and go, you know what, my friend is just like that. And that's probably what she needs right now. Or they may relate to that themselves and they need to share that with their friends and go, hey, you know what, if you're looking to connect, these are some things that really make me feel good and um, would help me. Uh, feel like uh, we're you know nurturing our relationship. So, um, so here is my question: um, if your friends could magically just know your thoughts, um, what are some things that your friends could do to just make you feel loved and stay connected with you?
1: Yeah, it's a great question, um, and I know you know it's so cliche, but that meme that circulates around every once in a while that says like, check on your strong friend. Oh, true. (laughs) Um, Yes. You know, I I would say that in my friendships, like that, that's me. I am the strong friend that usually doesn't need to be checked in on. But it means so much when someone reaches out and asks how a very specific question, right? Like, how can I pray for you today? Mm, What are are you struggling with right now? And you know, when someone just says, Oh, Hey, how's it going? It is so like, I will tell you every single time, not, you know, not because I'm trying to be fake, but because I'm a positive person and I usually don't want to bring anyone down with what I'm struggling with. You know, I'll say, Oh, you know, things are going great. I'm fine. How are you? I usually yeah, you turn it around. I always try to yes. have conversation. Yep. Yeah. So when someone asks me a very specific question, that's when I feel like they truly want to know and they're truly interested in knowing in knowing me and and what's going on beneath the surface and think one of the the downsides of social media right now is that we think we know what's going on in people's lives. (laughs) Like I have very good friends who post a lot on social media and I'm like, I feel like we're staying in touch because I know what they've done today. And I know that they look happy in that picture they posted. But, um, you know, there's, there's just something really special. I think when someone reaches out and asks a really specific question and it it makes me feel like they really care about the answer.
0: I really like that. That is so good that you said that specifically because what I have been saying on the other episodes is that I I think if we can get better at when we think about someone to text them and say, hey, I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if you want to take it one step further and say, what could I be praying for, um, for you? I think that's amazing. But I think even just getting the text is, it's such an easy thing to do. And I think we... We kind of just blow past that, but you never know how that's going to impact someone. That um, it just turns their day around. I know for me, um, so my dad died in September, and I had a friend, uh, reach out to me not that long ago, and she was on a walk and she was just thinking about me and thinking, did I go back to Michigan and all that stuff to help my mom. And honestly, she could have just kept that to herself. Right. And which we all do think about how mm-hmm. often you think of people and you're not even ever telling them, right. Cause it's coming through. Right. It's like a fleeting thought. Right. And, um, just her saying that it just made me feel like, oh my gosh, somebody is thinking about me. That's so nice, you know? And, um, so I think especially during this time that we're not seeing people and so you can't really get that confirmation and seeing that person, um, mm-hmm. I just think seeing like having a text and someone saying I was thinking about you makes them feel like, wow, I'm important enough in their life that they are thinking about me because I think here's the thing. We are all going through this together and that's usually not the case. Like, so for example, um, kind of like you were saying, like sometimes you were having a harder time than others. Well, obviously when my dad died, it kind of like pulled back. Like it was just, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't really be focusing. I was, I was really focusing on my mom uh, in Michigan. She's by herself now. And so, um, I, you know, obviously my friends were reaching out to me and checking in on me. And so, um, at that moment I wasn't doing a lot of like checking in on them, you know? And so, um, I just think that We are all going to go through that. But the thing is, we are all going through the pandemic together. And so to some degree, we are all going through this. Like it may look different. And so you may think like, oh, well, why aren't they reaching out to me? Well, because they're probably going through craziness themselves and trying to just Navigate this, and they are probably maybe more busy than they normally are. Maybe they're homeschooling. So now they don't have that time that they used to have that, you know, the kids were in school, preschool, whatever. And now it's like, okay, how am I reaching out to my friends? So I think just a simple text is so great. And I love that you said that specifically because I agree. When people say, like, hey, how's it going? It's like, you don't want to just be like, well, let me give you all the things that suck today. (laughs) Right. <laughs> I mean, who wants that? But at the same time, you're trying to be, you know, real with people, but you're kind of like, is that really what you want to say on the first response of what they're asking? And so I do think that makes such a big difference. So um, I'm glad that you said that. And I'm I'm just hoping that people's responses, like um, what they're saying, kind of gives people some great ideas. Is there anything else you want to add? Or do you think we covered it all?
1: Um, You know, one thing that I do want to probably add to this is now having had that reflective experience of thinking, you know, okay, if I'd known this ahead of time, I would have invested in friendships differently, that I've really had to make a conscious effort in getting out of my comfort zone to Form new friendships, despite the challenges of the pandemic over the last nine months. And at the beginning, it was really easy to just think like, oh, okay, well, maybe like, I'll just focus on creating community next year, or we'll just wait this out and see what happens. But I've really recognized that desire in myself, even though I am an introvert and I have three kids that are home 24 hours a day, and I often feel totally tapped out emotionally, but that I really do have that desire to know others and to be known and to be part of community. And it's been... You know, it's been there have been a lot of obstacles to to reach out to people and, and put myself out of my comfort zone and say, hey, you know, I know we don't know each other very well, but I, you know, I would love to just get a feel for what's your comfort level right now? Would you want to go on a walk together or would you be comfortable, you know, sitting outside of a coffee shop and, and grabbing an iced tea together? And my husband and I made just a really intentional effort, especially during the summer when we could be outside a lot, to work on those friendships and to build those relationships. And it, it's been so uncomfortable and hard and, and outside of my comfort zone. But the fruit of that has been, despite the challenges, that I now feel like I'm in a better place and I do have better friendships, even though it was you know not comfortable to get there.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that. And also, too, I think when you're making new friends, you could feel like, oh, they don't need me as a friend. They probably already have friends, especially when you move to a new area. Right. And so Mm -hmm. um, it would be so easy just to be like, well, you know, they're probably so busy and then they have to maintain the friendships that they already have. And so I think that's so brave that you actually did that and stepped out of your comfort zone because you realized if you didn't, then how is this going to look? Because here we are so many months later and we don't really know when everything's going to change. So um, like you were saying, you're like, oh, I'll just focus on this, you know, when this lets up, right? And you're kind of like, well, this may not let up. And um, Mm -hmm. well, it may not let up as soon as we would like. And so you don't want to then push it off so long um, and then you feel completely disconnected. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. I think that's so great. Um, Lindsay, as always, I love having you on the show. I could talk to you for so long, Uh, but it was just super fun to have you on and just kind of, you know, share these ideas with everyone.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I always love being on your show. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the mom inspired show email list yet? If you
0: want to have discounts sent to your email, and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.